the coolest way to start your weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Binge Buster Show. Happy New Year. Uh, it is uh, a new year, 2021. Uh, 2020 is behind us, and uh, I thought that uh, here uh, on Saturday uh, we would do a, a special um, uh, special edition. And uh, you know, it's the year end of uh, uh, the year end of 2020. Uh, it wasn't a tremendous year for pro wrestling, nonetheless. But we did have some uh, some companies out there still able to uh, do shows. Uh, and so uh, right now, today, I have a special guest on the show uh, the um, uh, for the Carolina Pro Wrestling Awards. Uh, my guest this week is none other than Redbeard. What is going on? Tony, thank you very much for the opportunity to come on. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I hope you had a great uh, holiday, great Christmas, and a great New Year's. It was very much a uh, different experience. You know, I think we're all going through some different times here. We had, uh, for example, an iPad set up in the living room here for Christmas and whatnot so we could see different members of the family and what have you. But, you know, this is all about trying to find new ways of doing the things that make you comfortable. So I think we had it about as good as could be. Uh, we enjoyed time with family as much as we could there. So well, that's good to hear. Good as well. Yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I know you probably listen to my show and you always hear me talk about I still travel. Even with COVID, I, you know, my, my family and I, we uh, still try to live a, a somewhat halfway normal life. Uh, before COVID, we always traveled a lot and uh, uh, we we slowed down for, for a few months. And then uh, that, right, I guess the end of summer, we started saying, you know, let's just go places and let's just try to be smart about it and, uh, you know, practice social distancing and wear a mask and wash your hands and we've pretty much done that so every uh new year's we always uh my, my wife and i take our uh, son usually down to um we have a couple places we go we either go to atlanta georgia or we go to um to tennessee uh but this year we decided to go back to atlanta good old bad street usa atlanta uh <laughs> and uh we uh, we had a really cool hotel room right across the street from the cnn center uh i was hoping to go tour it but unfortunately i i don't know if it's because of covid or because of the um the protesters uh that building is now closed and shut down and you can't even go in there so uh uh unfortunate uh on that part but uh any event we still had a good time we had a nice hotel and uh took my 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 kids to uh the zoo there in uh, atlanta and then we went over to the aquarium uh so it was it was a fun time so we we enjoyed it but uh enough about my vacation our uh conversation today uh is on the carolinas pro wrestling awards uh we have several categories in there we have wrestler of the year female wrestler of the year tag team of the year rising star of the year fire of the carolina the feud of the year manager of the year referee of the year and ring announcer of the year uh, let's get right into it, uh, Redbeard. Uh, 
I know, no. Uh, before we went on air, you told me that uh, we had a lot of nominations this year. So uh, I know the listeners at home are excited to to hear uh, some of the nominees. Well, I tell you, you know, this year was very different than what we normally do in terms of our processes for determining the nominees. Typically, we have a, a panel of uh, seven members who help us decide, you know, who's going to be the actual nominees this year with everything going on. Didn't have an opportunity to really assemble a panel because really and truly not that many people are consistently able to travel to all these shows that have been able to happen in the Carolinas. So we, we did a little bit of a, a change up this year. Uh, did something that I said for a long time we never would do. And that was we accepted a pure public nomination system. And by virtue of that, I'll say we had a, a lot of participation. I've heard from some parts of the Carolinas that we sometimes don't always get to see because I'll be the first to admit I'm not a helicopter pilot. I would love to be able to get to all these shows, but this plane can't, unfortunately, by virtue of just the size of the territory that we cover. But, uh, yeah, this was a great year in terms of you know, being able to get some increased exposure to the awards and also to the talent that are working in this part of the world because that's what the CPWAs are all about. We want to be able to celebrate independent wrestling in the Carolinas, and we want to highlight as many of the talents as we can. So in uh, looking at the ring announcer of the year category here to kick off, um, this is, in the past, this has been one of the categories that's been kind of slim, but I, I will attribute that to, again, us maybe not have done a good of a job as we should have in terms of looking around the entirety of the Carolinas. So what we have here is a system this year we adopted to where we took all these public nominations and we whittled it down to where each category has a top eight by virtue of the number of nominations received um, in total um, ratio to the nominations for that particular talent. So here we go. This other, and in some cases that you know that leads to where you have a tie, like the eighth position, to where you wind up with you know nine or so participants. But you know that's just by virtue of the math there. So to go over the nominations for. Ring announcer of the year, we had Alex Bryant, Tim Woody, Jonathan Darwin, Philip Rollins, Brett Wolverton, C.J. Bentley, Charisma, who is also known as Nadia Hunter, Big Daddy J. Gallagher, and Elliot Poston. Very good. Uh, uh, that sounds like a really... Uh, a really good list of uh, great ring announcers. Uh, I know a, a few of them I, I have definitely worked with uh, a few t- on a few shows. Uh, some I have known for almost my whole wrestling career, so uh, and that's a long time. Uh, sure. So I'm I'm excited to uh, to uh, see uh, who 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 takes that uh, who takes that award for ring announcer of the year. Um, now our next category is going to be referee of the year. That's right, and this was another one. Um, we have a couple of these that wind up being somewhat slim every year, but again, this one was totally wide open and it got a lot of really cool members in this set of nominations. So uh, we had Brian Myers, MJ Valiant, Bobby Gardner, Jeff Chapman, Jared Fritz. Uh, I'm just going to call him Warbeard because I don't want to butcher his last name. I think Ryan Zudani maybe, but Warbeard is what everybody knows him by. Okay. And then uh, Luke Adams and Chris Wiggins. Oh, very good. A very good uh, list of uh, of referees there. 
uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't understand this, but a referee, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of casual fans probably think referees just there to make that three count. But uh, in the wrestling business, um, your, your match, you can have two great workers in the ring, but if you got a crappy referee that don't know what he's doing or doesn't really get it yet, uh, it could really screw up a match. So a lot of people don't realize how important a referee is. He's just as important as the two or as the two wrestlers or the tag team, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to find out who the referee of the year is going to be. Yeah, absolutely, um, I mean that's that's one of those. You know, it's it's a role that often gets glazed over because the people who either aren't in the business or who don't know what exactly is going on, they just glaze over the fact that. Uh, the referee is a very crucial aspect of every single match that you can put on. So it's uh, it's something that we definitely want to appreciate here. For sure. Uh, now, our next um, category uh, is another part of a wrestling match that's very important, if there's one there, uh, and that is manager of the year. Yes. And, you know, this is one of those things to where, you know, you're talking about a uh, sort of a, uh, I don't want to call him a tertiary character, but this is one of those things where a manager that's involved and that's a big part of a match can add so much not only just a storyline to, but but also also to an entire feud that might be going on between two tag teams, workers, whatever. Um, and some real great ones in here in this mix. This year we had uh, Scene Nick, Bob Keller, I Am Righteous, Sammy Ray. Percy Prescott, Ryan Adler, Stevie Stevens, and Stephen Fry. Some very familiar names in there. Yes, and uh, Stephen Fry, uh, I have known him for a long time in and out of the ring. Uh, he and I uh, usually always bump into each other, at, oh, you know, actually before COVID anyway, uh, bumped into each other at concerts. I think uh, he and I love the same kind of music. Uh, you know, we, we have the same interest, uh, outside the ring as we do inside the ring. And, uh, Stephen Fry is, uh, is a heck of a guy and heck of a talent. So, uh, you know, without, without tooting my own horn, I guess you probably know who my vote goes to, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I am excited to, uh, to find out who the manager of the year is going to be. Um, so that's, that's going to be exciting to see. Now, what's really exciting in the wrestling match is when you get in a, into a, uh, uh, an event and you have got a hot feud and some of you fans out there listening uh, if you're not listening to this show you, or if you are listening to this show then then you you definitely know how the wrestling business works but uh but if you're if you don't and you've been living on a rock uh a wrestling a wrestling company uh cannot really get a lot of followers unless they have a really hot feud um and this next category feud of the year uh, it takes that to keep a wrestling company going. Uh, so, uh, who are our nominees this week or this this year for feud of the year? Well, I'll start off by saying you know we we try and take the nominations as literally as we can in terms of processing things this year. So we had something that was I don't want to call it an anomaly, but I'm going to say that it was a, a little bit of a an anomaly. But we're going to include it anyway because of the fact that. I think from the historical standpoint of it, it, it has a place in here, and that uh, being independent wrestling versus COVID-19 period. I mean, if you think about it, we all, in terms of fans, people who are in the business, the whole nine yards, we fought as much of a battle in terms of 
trying to maintain our trust of the businesses anybody could have. So I thought that was a worthy contribution to saying hey, this is something that you know we've all been fighting here necessarily. But uh, to look at the rest of the list there, we had the B-Town Boys versus Big Money Inc., George South versus C.W. Anderson. Uh, we actually had a bit of a feud that took place between two referees, oddly enough, and that was between Benny Vitriol, who calls himself B-Nasty, and Warbeard, as we've mentioned here again. And then we had Jesse Barton versus Jesse, just, excuse me, Josh Cutshaw. Fluffman versus Owen Knight. Big Donnie versus James Brody. And Austin Jordan versus Randy Wayne. Wow. So that, now that right there is a list of uh, a lot of tremendous um, uh, wrestlers uh, and referees. Uh, I will say that I did have the um, the pleasure of witnessing uh, several of those C.W. Anderson versus George South matches, and they were always a classic, and it seems like every time those two got in the ring, uh, the next match was better than the previous match. And uh, I was actually able to be there at WrestleCade uh, last year and witness uh, the uh, the culmination uh, of that feud uh, when uh, George South regained the um, – the, um, the, the championship belt there from uh, C.W. Anderson right there at WrestleCade. It was a sold-out place and uh, for the AML championship, and uh, the, the, those guys really tore the house down. Uh, and, of course, uh, I've been uh, in the ring with both of these guys, and I've been um, uh, a couple of them – actually, I've been both of them's tag team partner, and uh, I've known them since I started wrestling. And I'm talking about Big Donnie and James Brody. Uh, when those two, whether they're a team or against each other, uh, you can bet bet your bottom dollar that you're going to get uh, all the blood and guts and gore that uh, that uh, you can handle. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you a funny story. I'm on a show with them one time. We're at the um, doing a show there at the Burke County Fairgrounds. This is probably about four years ago, um, but they're having like this tremendous hardcore match. I mean, they're they're breaking light bulbs over each other's head. I mean, they got f- tables and chairs and forks and knives and everything else you can think of. Um, it it was so gory and so bloody that some of the fans thought they were really really killing each other, and they went and got the cops. And the cops came in. They're like, "What do you what do you want us to do? This is a wrestling show. We can't break we can't break it up." Uh, so that's that's how insane this gets so that's what i'm saying fans how important a feud is to a company when when you got a fan running out to get the police to come help somebody that's getting beat up you know you're doing your job right absolutely uh so i'm excited to find out who the feud of the year is going to be uh now those two there you gotta do that um the last battle of burke and that was something we were able to be involved into their uh tremendous you know final battle between those two guys there but uh you know you got got some young guys who were involved in this category as well in terms of like austin jordan and randy wayne and they battled up in the upstate of south carolina here back and forth through not only uh, just one company through several different promotions and uh then you got two guys like jesse barton and josh cutchall uh i am a huge fan of cutchall by virtue of what he does with the sort of manic personalities that all are cooped up in his head but Jesse Barton as well, he's a tremendously athletic young man, um, got a sort of martial arts style to some of the things that he does. So those two were um, you know, very much something I paid attention a lot to this year, but some great battles, as you say, in that category. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, definitely. Uh, uh, I'm excited to uh, to find out who is going to who's going to take that award. Uh, now, the next award is Fire of the Carolinas. Now, tell us what Fire of the Carolinas is. Fire of the Carolinas. The name was something that we went back and forth on here a couple of years ago and tried to determine what we could actually have as sort of a. I don't want to call it a mid-card belt or a mid-card title, but it was something that we wanted to say, okay, well, maybe you didn't have quite the biggest year possible, but you had a breakout year. It could be somebody who had a tremendous comeback from injury or who just you know, burst onto the scene and really had a huge impact in terms of everybody suddenly putting their eyes on this guy. Or in this case, it could be a female or it could be even tag team. We opened it up to just saying, hey, this was the one who really got a lot of attention this year. And this is always one that has a lot of debate and controversy around it because people, of course, have their favorites. And that's really reflected in the number of nominations we had for it, but um, also the fact that I think we have, I'm going through my notes here as I've talking to you, but we had one of the bigger fields to come through in this one by virtue of the fact that we had a couple of ties in here. But we'll go through and talk about all these guys, and uh, we'll start off by talking about Rob Kiljoy, uh, the White Claw Outlaws were our tag team. Uh, Johnny Ryder, Patrick Scott, Chance Riser, Mickey Fulp, Josh Cutshaw, James Johnson, Zuka King, Moop the BTSG, and Owen Knight. A, a great list of, of, uh, of wrestlers right there. Uh, in the Fire of the Carolinas Award, uh, a lot of those guys, man, I have uh, I have traveled with, I have uh, been on shows with, uh, great talent, and um, every time I see um, see a lot of those guys uh, in matches, they they blow me away because I'm like, wow, it seems it seems like that, um, especially some of the younger guys, it's like every time I see them, they they they, they get better and better, and um. And and that's 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 what you want to do. That's what you want to aspire to. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that that makes this Fire of the Carolinas award so special. Absolutely. So our next award uh, is our next category, rather, um, is the Rising Star Award. Uh, tell us about that one. Rising Star. It, it, the connotation. And this was something that we always have to make sure people understand is that it's not necessarily a rookie of the year award. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting choked as I'm talking to you here, but the rising star of the year category um, applies to anyone who's had less than five years in the business. So you're not just talking about somebody who's on year one, for example. This can be somebody who's had a couple of years in, made some progress, and is really now starting to shine. So in this category, um, this is you know a lot of young guns, a lot of great up and coming talent. Uh, you had let me make sure I'm including everybody here to get on both sides of my notes. You had P.J. Ellis, uh, Chris Ballow, T.G.A. Moss, Drew Hood, Jacob Armachain, Chris Phoenix, Fluffman, and Zuka King. Very good. I mean that that right there is a huge list. Uh, Zuka King, man, I have I have saw him on several shows and and he really impressed me. Uh, big huge guy, but he could really move around the ring. Well, he's a very much an old school villain there as well, and that's one of the things that 
uh, I love to see is that you have, you know, a lot of talents that are up and coming, and you talk about, you know, some guys being trained the right way versus the wrong way in terms of how they're developing their skills and whatnot. Uh, Zuka, he's uh, really uh, gotten a lot of attention this year, and for good reason. Uh, he's he's done the right way. He's uh, got those classic styles in terms of, you know, taking his time in the ring, letting things soak in and whatnot. Uh, so he's he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. But uh, that whole list there, if you are looking at what's going to be coming down the pipe in the next five or ten years, it's those guys there in terms of Carolina Indies, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, the, all, all those guys are, are uh, hungry young gentlemen, and they are ready to, to definitely make a name for themselves uh, here, not not just in the Carolinas, but all over. So uh, I'm excited to, uh, to uh, see um, – who who actually wins that one? Um, next one is one of my favorite categories. Uh, as you all know, when I was uh, re- wrestling full time before COVID hit, I was um, uh, in several tag teams, and uh, I enjoyed tag team wrestling. And this one is tag team of the year. Uh, tell us about those guys. Tag team of the year is tag team wrestling. Unfortunately, it somewhat gets passed over. And I, I don't want to directly say that's because of some things that happened in the bigger leagues, per se. But, you know, tag team wrestling around this part of the world has always been appreciated. And it's always been hot. And this year, we have some of the best and brightest in this part of the world represented here. Uh, so we had All Worm, No Soul, the Dawson Brothers, Step Brothers, the Wrestling Prodigies, New Age Villains, Heart Killers, the Gymnasty Boys, and the Heat Seekers. What a what a great list of tag teams right there, fans. I tell you, if you if you really look at these here and you just wanted to have a show that was nothing but tag teams, I mean, there's a lot of, and I hate to say this, but there's a lot of great teams that got nominated that didn't unfortunately make the final cut it's very very slim here in terms of narrowing things down to the top eight. But if you just look at the list that I have in front of me total, it's one of these things to where you would love to have somebody do like a tribute show or just you know, almost a consistent show where it was nothing but tag teams. And it can very well easily be done with the kind of talent we have around this part of the world. Yeah, Carolinas, uh, they, they really pump out a lot of great – uh, talent, uh, men and women. Uh, I have, uh, you know, went to some of the major, uh, major shows, uh, and I'm, and I see, you know, uh, talent on that show. And I'm like, Hey, I remember when they first started. Cause I, you know, I've been around a long time fans. Maybe you, you may not realize it, but, uh, uh, I've been doing this since 1992. So I have, wow. I have saw a lot come through the pike. Um, but I've also seen a lot, uh, be successful and make it to the uh, to to the big dance. So, um, so a lot of people don't realize it, but there's a tremendous a lot a tremendous amount of talent uh, up in the up on the big shows that came here from the, from the Carolinas. So, uh, you just never know. So I'm excited about about finding out about tag team of the year. Uh, this next one is also one of my favorites because I think a lot of times we don't realize how much how much uh, great talented young ladies that we have uh, in the Carolinas and and in the wrestling business in general. Uh, but the next category is female wrestler of the year. Tell us about that one, Redbeard. Absolutely, 
and we had a great expanded cast this year by virtue of our public nominations. Uh, we'll start it off by talking about Caitlin Marie, Selena Rose, Samantha Starr, Broken Roxy, Savannah Evans, the Dream Girl Ellie, and Ella Envy. And uh, I don't know if I remember if I mentioned or not, but Sadie Lee Moss was in there as well. Wow. Now, kind of like the tag team that you just said, you could take all these young ladies, not have one single guy on the show, and these girls could really tear a house down. Absolutely. And, again, there's a couple others who were nominated, didn't quite make the cut. But, again, you know, we have a couple of promotions like Queens of uh, Combat and whatnot around this part of the world that do a full-on all-female roster. And, you know, by virtue of promotions like that and lists like what we've compiled here for the um, finalists for the female rest of the year this year, it really proves it. There are plenty of female talents out there. And that's one of the things that I think fans clamor for is more diversity on uh, cards. And you don't always want to see, you know, two guys going at it. You want to see a tag team. You want to see uh, some women's wrestling. You want to see something maybe with some comedy involved, maybe some hardcore stuff. That's one of the things that I always look for in terms of, as a fan, you know, saying, okay, well, this is going to be the show that gives me my the biggest bang for the buck per se. That's those shows that include a lot of things like this. So if you're looking for promotions, if you're looking for female talent, it is out there. Just come looking at this list right here. Take a look at these ladies. See how hard they're working. Include them in your show. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, uh, every one of those ladies that he mentioned, uh, I have seen work. I have worked on shows with. And uh, they are great, great talent, hard workers. Um, so you definitely if, if, if there's a wrestling show close to your house that has these ladies advertised, uh, do yourself a favor, go buy a ticket and check them out. Uh, now we're at our final category, uh, which is the category that really uh, stands out the most. Um, this is Wrestler of the Year. Uh, tell us about those, Redbeard. Now, this is the big one, and you, know, <laughs> you really get a sense for how much attention comes to these things when you look at the sheer number of nominations we received. In terms of unique talents, we had 58 unique talents represented in terms of someone who received at least one nomination in this list. So it's a huge amount of numbers that you're talking about in terms of you know, compiling all this stuff. But we'll, uh, we'll go through the, the um, top recipients here in terms of nominations. Uh, we had Franco Varga, Chance Riser, Patrick Scott, Ethan Case, Timmy Lou Retton, James Johnson, LeBron Cozone, J.D. Drake, otherwise known as James Drake, Drew Adler, and Austin Jordan. Uh, Again, another huge list of great talent here in the Carolinas. Uh, Again, I've worked on a lot of shows with these guys, worked with some of these guys, um, definitely good, a, a good bunch of guys right there. Yeah, we're really proud of that list. Um, it's one of those things where, to me, you know, as a fan, as someone who's organized this for now, the this will be our sixth year in terms of handing out these awards. You always look to see, okay, well, who we had in the past and who do we have now? Because I'll toot my own horn in saying that, you know, a couple of times we've given away awards 
to somebody who has gone on to be a WWE superstar. I'm looking at a Cedric Alexander, for example, or a Trevor Lee. Um, and in the past, we've also you know, recognized people like Tessa Blanchard, who are now you know, out there doing great things in the industry. So not a tooth on horn, or to toot our own horn, as I say, because, or as I should say, because the CPWA is definitely a group effort. But, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're seemingly on the right track in terms of recognizing legit talent out there. But really and truly, man, the Carolinas sure are blessed to have some great talents out there, period. You know, we always talk about how important it is for fans to go to these little independent shows because you're going to see people who are going to wind up on Monday nights or Wednesday nights or Friday nights on TV. They're out there right now, and I would say at least a couple of these names that we've talked about here this evening are sure to be headed that way some point in the future. Yeah, uh, definitely so. I know um, uh, one of them in particular that you mentioned, James Drake. Uh, I know he was featured on the WWE Network, you know, not not too long ago, before COVID hit. Um, so uh, uh, definitely, the, the, the those guys are all going to be, you know, something to watch to see what uh, the year twenty twenty one holds for them, and not just them, but but everybody that was nominated uh, and the ones that wasn't. So. Um, I'm hoping and praying that 2021 is going to be a year that we can get back out there, uh, enjoy shows. I know I have, uh, <laughs> over the COVID break or during the COVID break, I have, um, I have purchased, uh, a tremendous amount of new wrestling gear. Uh, I'm, uh, working on a new, uh, a new gimmick. Uh, so I'm excited about bringing that in and, uh, I'm not saying it's my final tour, my final show or my final year. But uh, you know, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been in, I've been doing this since '92, uh, and uh, sitting home for uh, ten months, not getting out there and wrestling, uh, will make you stop and think about a lot of things. Uh, but I'm hoping that 2021 can be a year that we that we can all shine um, and uh, get back to doing not just going to wrestling shows, but living a normal life again, to where we can go out and uh, enjoy ourselves. So uh, I'm excited about that and. Uh, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, going over all these great um, uh, categories for the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. Um, now, tell the fans at home, when when will uh, we know the, the winners of all these? Well, Tony, I want to say again, thank you very much for the opportunity to come on um, the show here and talk to you this evening. If you want to find out more about the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards, you can find us on Facebook. That's where we do all of our business primarily. If you go on and you look up the Carolina Professional Wrestling Awards, uh, just go in the search bar there and type out CPWAs or Carolina's Professional Wrestling Awards, and you'll find our group page. You can request to join, and we'll get you right in there. Um, in terms of the schedule for the remainder of the year, we are going to officially announce the finalists. Of course, we've already talked about them here on the show, but we're going to publish them on the Facebook page here in the next day or so. And then Monday, which um, I get my dates crossed here, but I think that's January 4th, I believe. This um, Next Monday here, we're going to actually start the process of accepting votes for the winners. So there'll be a set of polls published in the Facebook group page there. You can come in, cast your vote for whoever you think ought to be the winner of each individual category. And then the polls will run for one week, full seven days. So by hopefully the following Monday, we will know who the winners are. Um, of course, you know, there's always possibility of a tie. 
So if we do have ties in individual categories, we'll have to push those out in terms of having a runoff scenario with just the individuals who are involved in that runoff. But we'll, we'll hold our breath and say that hopefully won't happen. <laughs> We'd like to have some clear winners, of course. But we, we have had dead ties in the past. But hopefully by a week from this Monday, we'll know who the winners are. That sounds good. I'm excited. I can't wait to find out. Uh, and, uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. And, fans, make sure that you uh, go and uh, like and follow the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards page on Facebook. And while you're there, follow the Binge Buster Show if you haven't already. Uh, Absolutely. 2021 is going to be a great year. Well, Redbeard, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, I enjoyed it and hope to get you back on again uh, so, so we can find out who these winners are going to be. Absolutely, Tony. I appreciate your time. Appreciate all your great listeners as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. And, fans, thank you for tuning into the Binge Buster Show. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, and we will see you next week on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.